This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. Angela Cocott has Calgary Today for the drive home. That gets underway following the 3 o'clock news. We'll have a bit of time for your calls and texts here before all is said and done. 403-974-TALK. Uh, but a lot going on in Alberta these days. We we're talking about the Premier's State of the Province address yesterday. And it uh, comes on the heels of, well, a couple of different interesting uh, developments this week. We got some fundraising numbers out. The NDP were boasting about uh, how much money they hauled in in the third quarter of this year. Though our next guest might have some some thoughts on that. And we also saw a really fascinating new poll uh, out of the university, or rather, is the uh, Lethbridge College, uh, Farron Ellis uh, at uh, Lethbridge College, suggesting that the PCs are, are back in first place with the NDP in distant third. So joining us for some thoughts on all of that and uh, also to talk about the PC leadership race, which I guess now he's officially, officially in. Jason Kenny joining us in studio. Jason, how are you doing? Very well. Thanks, Rob. Great to be here right, in well, studio in your beautiful new building. We, we, we like it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, by the way, and the point where I said you're now officially, officially a candidate, um, explain that because you became officially a candidate this week. Right. So uh, there's a new law that governs leadership elections and basically... Uh, until the chief electoral officer registers somebody, they are not officially a candidate. Then then they can actually spend money and campaign, raise money as well. Um, so first, we had to, on October the 1st, pick up the nomination package from the Progressive Conservative Party's Leadership Election Committee. We had to collect 500 signatures, 100 from each of five regions. We had to submit a $30,000 deposit and a bunch of other legal stuff disclosures. So we put that in a, 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 about a week after we got it, and uh, the party processed it, took it to the chief electoral officer. They've stamped it. So I'm now the first and only legally registered candidate. All right. We expect there's going to be, uh, what, four four others you'll be fighting against, competing against? Um, well, I, I think four other people have announced their intention to. Uh, I, I, I don't believe they've yet submitted their papers. I, I may be mistaken on that. But frankly, um, it's it's not entirely easy to meet the threshold to get registered. So, sure. But I hope we'll have a good comp- contest with a lot of good people. And by the way, do you yet know the, the rules that this contest is going to operate under? Because we've been hearing rumblings that the NDP are going to bring in changes, uh, maybe limitations on how much money you can raise or how much money you can spend. Is that all kind of up in the air at the moment? Well, the legislation uh, requires that uh, any con- contributions come from individual Albertans, not corporations or unions, and not from out of province. The party has then imposed its own uh, uh, cap on the contributions that can come from an individual at $30,000. So there's a mix between provincial law and party regulations. Okay. Um, this, this poll, we can get into some of the specifics in this poll this week about where the PCs are at, where the NDPs at, but I, I think what stands out to, to a lot of people is the fact that Albertans, according to this, seem to have a lot of interest in Conservatives uniting. So what, what do you make of that? Absolutely. This is why I'm in this race. I, I, I'm here as a voice in a vehicle for the vast majority of Albertans who do not want us to risk a second NDP term because of vote splitting. In May of last year, Rob, the PC party won 410,000 votes. Wild Rose won 360,000, okay? And this NDP won 620,000. If you combined the PC and Wild Rose votes, they would have won 60 of the 87 seats in the legislature. Now, fast forward five months to the federal election in October, the worst and toughest campaign for the federal party in a decade. But it won, the Conservative Party of Canada won 60% of the popular vote in Alberta, 1.2 million votes, 
twice as many as the provincial NDP, and three times more than PCs or Wild Rose a few months before. The federal conservatives, and I was one of those candidates, won 29 of 34 federal Alberta constituencies, including 9 of 12 in Metro Edmonton. That shows you what the natural conservative free enterprise coalition looks like in Alberta. By the way, since the federal party merged... In a merger remarkably similar to the one that I'm proposing, it has won on average 65% of the vote in all but one of the seats in Alberta. I am proposing a provincial version of the coalition that is the Conservative Party of Canada, an Alberta version of the Saskatchewan Party, which is a broad coalition of free enterprises that has defeated the NDP three times and has got that province back on track, doing better economically than we are in Alberta. The BC Liberals have a similar kind of broad coalition. Now, most or severely normal Albertans get the logic of this. There are some people who are perhaps in the center of these parties who are a little resistant, and I respect that, but this poll confirms that 80% of PC and Wild Rose voters want us to move forward. They want us to bury the hatchet, look through the windshield, not the rearview mirror, focus on what unites us and not what divides us so that we can be sure to get this province back on track after the next election. Okay, but where did the hatchet come from? Because I I look at the 2015 election and I saw that the PCs and the Wild Rose putting forth very different visions for Alberta. Certainly the 2012 election was contested by and large between those two parties, fiercely contested between those two parties. And to suggest then that that there was really nothing between them all along, I mean, that's clearly not the case. So has a lot changed then since then? There are a lot of reasons for the division. Uh, And, you know, we could have an entertaining debate or discussion about uh, how that came to be. Uh, the reality, though, is that the div- the reasons for the division are in the rearview mirror. They are historical. The- right now, today, the PC and Wild Rose parties are voting identically in the legislature over 90% of the time, if you exclude one MLA who sometimes votes with the NDP. They're voting together 90% of the time. And the other 10% of issues are not big consequential issues. These parties agree on all of the major issues that we're discussing in Alberta right now. And uh, as Ronald Reagan used to say, somebody that you disagree with 10% of the time is a friend and not an enemy. Oh, the overwhelming majority of, of Wild Rose folks helped the PCs to stay in office for 35 years. And together they work combined in the Federal Conservative Party of Canada. So I'm saying, yes, there are some differences. My goodness, there are differences within those two parties. But fundamentally, none of those differences would justify risking a second NDP term. I have two simple questions for those people who are opposed to unity, who are in favor of the war of attrition and vote splitting. It's this. Um, What is your risk level? What's your acceptable risk level of a second NDP term? And what would justify that risk level? I haven't yet heard anybody give me uh, an answer to that question. Right. But I, I think to that, though, I think it's it's one thing to say, OK, yeah, we agree that we don't like what the NDP is doing. But then to say we also agree on our own vision and what should be done instead, because I think that's going to be tougher. Um, you know, first of all, Rob, in Saskatchewan, the Saskatchewan party and the B.C. Liberal Party are broad coalitions whose central governing premise is to keep the NDP out of office. They are united on the broadest terms of agreement, agreeing in the in, in free enterprise values, that they believe in the creative power of free markets, of a free economy, of, of, of uh, they, they think that the wealth creation through hard work and enterprise should be encouraged and not punished. They believe in fiscal responsibility. Um, and in, but in, within those parties, 
like within our Conservative Party of Canada, from time to time there are going to be disagreements. The point is you resolve those disagreements internally through a process of consensus building. You don't split it up and, and, and allow socialists to win and do deep and lasting damage to our economy. Right? My message to people who are opposed to unity is this. Please, look, this is about the people who are losing their jobs, their homes, their businesses. This is one of the worst recession recessions in our province's history. And it's not just about commodity prices. This NDP, with its ideological agenda, is making a bad situation much worse than it needs to be. Let's put those people who are hurting in our economy right now ahead of our egos or labels or resentments. Ordinary Albertans could not care less about the sort of some of the issues that inside partisans obsess over. Let's put Alberta first. Let's look through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. That's what 80% of PC and Wild Rose voters are telling us to do. And I suggest that we have the humility to listen to them. All right. Well, Jason, stand by. We'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk a bit more uh, about what was in that poll, what the premier said yesterday in her State of the Province address uh, and where things go from here. Jason Kenney uh, is in studio with us, PC leadership candidate. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We're back after this. Welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you here in conversation with PC leadership uh, candidate Jason Kenney, uh, talking about uh, the political landscape in Alberta, the upcoming uh, leadership contest, uh, and as uh, he puts it, the, the need to, to prevent a second NDP term. I mean, you know, Jason, as it speaks to the fundraising numbers, and I know, you know, you certainly feel as though you've been doing well on that front. The NDP were, were bragging a bit this week about how much they brought in. I think it does suggest, even though this poll showed some bleak numbers for the NDP, I don't think it's going to be easy to turf them from no, office. absolutely not. Listen, this is the, going to be the last NDP government in Canada standing when we get to the 2019 election, I believe. And and uh, NDP activists from every corner of the country are going to pour into Alberta in 2018 and 19 there to support them and get them reelected. Uh, they are building up a whole kind of left-wing infrastructure, think tanks, fake media organizations, advocacy groups. Uh, this is going to be an epic fight in 2019. So people on the free enterprise side of the Alberta political spectrum who think that these, this government will just defeat itself are engaged in, engaged in a mass self-delusion. We cannot take it for granted. We ended up with this government by surprise and accident, I would argue, in 2015. We can't let that happen again. And most people I know think unity is inevitable. So if it's a question of when, not if, then let's make the when before and not after the next election. That's really my message. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the clock is ticking. Let's go to the phones, though, to, to that uh, point here. Jim, welcome to the show. You know, Jason, I'm going to be really honest with you about something. And, you know, uh, and, and you may not agree with me, but I actually think one of the biggest downfalls of the Prentice election was the fact that they tried to unite. And, you know, I, I think you're, I think you're going to get too many people that are going to want to stay. With, you know, Brian Jean isn't going to isn't going to step down. I think you're going to I think you're better off to just build the platform on the true conservative values that we've come to know from from Peter Lougheed and Ralph Klein and and bring those people over. Uh, well, <clears throat> thank you very much. I appreciate the, the perspective. Let me just say I agree with you that the floor crossings in 20. Uh, 14, 14 yeah. were a catastrophic failure. That was exactly the wrong way to do this. That wasn't, that was seen by Albertans to be backroom horse trading over seats that belong to the people and not those politicians. And that's why it was rejected. To be clear, I'm proposing a very open, transparent, democratic, grassroots process 
First of all, I'm seeking a democratic mandate from the PCs to pursue unity. They can choose to do that or not. If I get that mandate, I would then sit down with my former colleague, Brian Jean, to hopefully work out an agreement on the creation of a big, broad, tolerant, diverse, free enterprise party. And he has said he's open to uniting conservatives, that it, but it takes two to tango. He's waiting for a willing dancing partner. I'm proposing to fill that role. Thirdly, we would then refer that agreement to the grassroots members for a wide open democratic debate and their decision through party referendums. This is exactly what we did in 2003 when the federal PC and Canadian Alliance parties came together, went to a referendum, and 95% of the grassroots members endorsed it. Fourthly, we would then set up the new party if it's ratified through a democratic convention that would define its constitution and principles and set up constituency associations. And fifthly, that new party would have an open democratic leadership election uh, that I think would attract a lot of very talented people. I would hope and expect Brian Jean to put his name forward. And then I say, let the members decide. And if they choose a different person, they would have my unqualified support. The process I've just described is exactly the process that brought together the two federal conservative parties. And, and maybe that's... You're going to get that done in time for the next election. I, we did it in exactly the same timeline. We did it in about 18 months nationally across 10 provinces, three territories, two official languages, way more people, a lot more resentment, bitterness, and division, by the way. So perhaps it's my positive experience of the federal unity that has given me optimism that we can do it here in Alberta. Right. Then, then what you got to do, Jason, is exactly what you just explained and explain it to the people so they understand how this is going to get done, because I think that's the gray zone. 100%. Yep. Jim, thanks for the phone call. It's... Uh... Uh, get John in here. Oh, there we go. John, go ahead. Yeah, just the uh, con concerns we have is trying to understand this delegate process. So if there's 80% of, of the polls that believe in unification and say there's 80% of PCs that believe in it, from what I understand, the delegate process cannot show that. Is that is that true if I understand that correctly? Uh, yeah, I think you're, you're... Let me explain the delegate process. It's not a straight-up open democratic process. You're right. If it was a, a single-member vote, the kind that we've had in recent years in, in Alberta, the last 25 years, it would be much easier for that democratic will to be easily expressed. Instead, um, there's going to be a PC leadership convention uh, in Mar on March 18 in Calgary, uh, at which there could be as many as 1,700 delegates. About half of those delegates will be people who are there by virtue of having a position or having had a position in the party in the past former MLAs, constituency presidents, board members, fundraisers, and others. About half of the delegates will be elected as representatives of local members in each of the 87 constituencies. So here's the democratic part. If you buy a PC membership, um, and you can do so by going to my website, jasonkenny.com, if you buy a PC membership, you are entitled to go and vote at a meeting in your constituency these meetings will happen sometime between mid-November and mid-February, and you'll be able to vote for a slate of candidates. I will be presenting delegate, uh, delegates at each of those meetings who support unity and my candidacy. So you can go and vote or run to be a delegate to represent those views on the convention floor. So I'm still I'm hopeful that we'll elect enough people democratically and bring on board enough of these so-called superdelegates that we'll will be will succeed but you know what maybe i won't but i think it's worth trying i'm not willing to just sit there on the sidelines and watch this thing go back into the ditch with the vote split again yeah john 
appreciate the phone call. Uh, just a couple minutes left here, Jason. I mean, you, you know, the premier's speech yesterday, um, and it sounded like she's either refighting the last election or getting ready to fight the next one, really trying to frame in, in her view and her perspective what conservatives represent. There's going to have to be, uh, I think, that void filled by whether it's you or, or Brian Jean or whoever to say, look, here's what conservatives do represent. Here's how we would govern Alberta. Is, is this race the opportunity then to, to lay out that vision? Exactly that. So um, it, it is. But, my, you know, my vision is, is, is very clear. I want us to re- renew the Alberta advantage and res- get this province back on track. We used to lead Canada uh, in economic growth. Uh, we have such brilliant hard-working entrepreneurial people and all of these resources there's no reason we shouldn't be leading canada again but it takes the right policy approach a government that is on the side of hard-working people entrepreneurs and wealth creators we need to we need obviously to to reset our fiscal situation in this province so that we can get the taxes back down so that we can restore investor confidence so that's my vision but none of that will happen it, it, it's all jeopardized if we end up with a vote split that could end up with a second NDP term. So I'm just saying, let's do in Alberta what Brad Wall and the Saskatchewan party have done successfully in Saskatchewan, defeating the NDP three times, sensible pro-growth policies. Saskatchewan's now leading us in terms of economic growth, even though they are even more dependent on commodities than we are. Let's create the kind of coalition we had federally that reduced our federal taxes to their lowest level in, in several decades. And I think they're actually doing a pretty good job in BC with a similar coalition too. This is not rocket science, actually. All right. Well, we got to leave it there. Jason Kenning, great talking to you. I'm sure we'll have a chance to do it again and uh, appreciate coming in here today. I really appreciate it. If people are interested in getting involved, please uh, go to our website, jasonkenny.ca. All right. We got to take one more break here. We're back to wrap things up right after this. Bruce Kenyon with you at the Hospital Home Lottery Show Home. We're in Cranston's uh, Riverstone here this afternoon to tell you about the early bird deadline. Midnight tonight. We've been mentioning through the day today. Want to make sure you get your tickets before midnight tonight. The early bird prize is a sweet one. We've got that Jaguar just out in front of the house. If you wanted to come by and take a look, it's a sweet looking ride. 2017 Jaguar F-Type. And you also get 10 flight hours in a private jet. Or you can choose the cash option, if you will. That's 150 $50,000 in cash. Speaking of cash, the Take 50 add-on is now over a million, which means the minimum the winner will get would be $500,000, and that continues to grow. There's also the cash calendar where you can win cash through the month of December, and there are many, many more prizes, lots of vehicles, lots of trips, lots of ways to win, but get your tickets before midnight to be sure to get in on the early bird draw. Tickets, information, it's all available at the website. That's calgaryhospitalhomelottery.ca. I'm Bruce Kenyon on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.